Hey, welcome back to the good, the bad, and the yummy. Let's go. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. me, Ella. This is the weekly installment of The Good, The Bad, and The Yummy, where I share one thing I'm loving, one thing I'm not, and a super simple, delicious recipe. Let's just jump right in. You know I always start these shows with a moment of gratitude, and I'm adding a new feature to The Good, The Bad, and The Yummy, and that is my replay for the week. I actually go back and listen to episodes randomly with some of my favorite podcasts and also with my podcast. And the reason I do that is because when I'm doing the interview, I am so focused, obviously, on the expert and what they're saying and making sure I get the right content out of them and ask the right questions that I have a completely different experience if I go back and listen to it more as just a traditional listener. So I have been been doing that now. And this week, I went back and listened to episode 75, 075, if you're searching for it. That's with Amy E. Smith, the joy junkie. That episode, you guys, it's good. I highly, highly recommend that you go back and give that a listen. There was so much there. And again, like I take it for granted when I'm doing it because I, I'm so keenly focused on getting a result that I don't always hear it the same way. And I go back and I listen and I get total gems from the experts and that sort of thing. So episode 75 is my replay for the week and I highly recommend it. So go download that next. It's gratitude time. Okay. So you should be grateful that I actually won't sing for the rest of the podcast. I just want to give some love to Diana in Chicago and to, I don't know if it's Loho, Colorado or Lojo, Colorado. So you can correct me. I'm not sure. But let me read what she says. I listen to a lot of podcasts and Ella is my favorite. She is always prepared, asks her guests great questions and especially follow-up questions. I also find that when I have a question about what the guest just said, Ella asks it. Thanks for reading my mind. You are so welcome. Ella is real. No no fake laughing or idle chit chat that I get from other people. (laughs) She doesn't pretend to be an expert. When she is on her own without a guest, she's still informative and helpful. She goes on to say some really, really nice things. And I appreciate you so much. You guys, the audience for this show has been growing by leaps and bounds. And the reason why is because obviously we have amazing guests and they share information that, you know, you can't always get uh, anywhere else. That's obviously an enormous factor, but the other factor of equal importance is you. So you are the reason this is catching wind and blowing up right now. So thank you. I love you guys. I have such an interesting good for you this week. So I was actually looking to share a list of podcasts that I'm currently listening to because I've deleted so many from my phone. I've deleted pretty much everything from the health and wellness category, and I'm really focused on personal growth, personal development, that sort of thing. And I just, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, you can only take so much information, right? And if you're not applying it, then what are you doing? And so I was sort of filling a champagne glass with a fire hose all the time. 
And I just needed to cut off the fire hose for a little bit. And so I will share some of the personal development podcasts that I'm listening to. I will still do that in an upcoming good, bad, and yummy episode. But I started looking into one of the weirder ones that I have on my list. And the more I started looking into it, the more I was like, I need to share this with you and then come back to my list later. So this this started off as me looking at the podcast I wanted to share with you. But really, this isn't about a podcast. It's about why I'm listening to this podcast. So let me make that make sense for you. There's a podcast called Sleep With Silk. I mean, I don't know where they get these names, but it's called Sleep With Silk. It's not a traditional podcast in any way. It's music, and more accurately, it's binaural beats. I don't know if you've ever heard that word before, but it's bi, B-I, N-A-U-R-A-L, binaural, like auditory binaural beats. And binaural beats are not even really music, but they are sounds that help deal with insomnia, anxiety, stress. They help take your brain in a different state. They help with brain entrainment. And this is something I've been really digging into brain science. And I have some information and content that I'll share with you in the next few weeks about some of the things that I'm learning, but I'm not there yet. But I wanted to go ahead and share this with you because it's so easy, super simple, and I thought you could use it now. So here's the deal. I will link to this actual podcast, but it's not about the podcast. You can download apps or you can go on YouTube and type in binaural beats and you can buy CDs and soundtracks and whatever. You can get this type of, it's not music again, but you can get this type of sound lots and lots of different ways through lots and lots of different media. But I wanted to share with you the why and like what this is and how you can use sound and music to actually change your brainwaves. So I came to this, like I said, uh, through the podcast. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to explain binaural beats, then I need to do a little bit more learning because I actually don't really understand how it works. I just know that it helps put me in a meditative state pretty quickly. And if I'm having trouble sleeping and I'm in a hotel or something, it helps me just zonk out really, really quickly. So I did. I looked it up and I found a bunch of stuff that was really, really dry. And then I went to one of my favorite sources for translating information from science to layman's terms. And that's Ben Greenfield. I've had him on the show before and he is Ben Greenfield Fitness and he wrote a great article about how to use sound and music to change your brainwaves with laser accuracy and achieve huge focus and performance gains. And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to go to sleep, but whatever. So how binaural beats work? Well, first of all, let's talk about what they are. To paint a picture for you, you have to listen with headphones because they're playing different sounds in your left ear than they are in your right ear. And therein lies the magic. This works, for example, I might listen to my binaural beats download, my podcast, when I'm on an airplane uh, with my headphones on. And it just puts me in a meditative state, which is really nice if you have a long flight and you're just trying to like zen out for a little while. I also, as I said, if I have trouble sleeping, will listen to it. You do not listen to binaural beats or anything that will claim to help you go into a meditative state when you are doing any activity that requires consciousness, okay? It's actually pretty important, so just bear that in mind. It is absolutely not something you would listen to while you're driving. And again, headphones are required. 
So you already know that if you listen to like workout songs and certain types of music, it can change your state, right? Like if you listen to something that really gets you pumped up, it actually changes your physical state. Well, why wouldn't the reverse be true that if you listen to something that was very, very calm and soothing and designed to chill you out, that it would have that effect, right? I think we all accept that. But if you understand how sound and music actually change your brain waves, you can then use that information to alter your mental state with some degree of control. Doesn't that sound wild? So I'm just, like I said, I'm just learning about this. I don't wanna give you the impression that I'm any kind of authority on this. But again, I'm going to other sources here to share the science behind it. So let me tell you what Ben Greenfield said. Your brain is made up of billions of brain cells called neurons. And your neurons, just like the rest of your body, use electricity to communicate with each other, right? As you can imagine, these millions of neurons sending signals all at once produces an enormous amount of electrical activity in your brain. I think a lot of you know that. And you can detect that electrical activity using equipment. So like an EEG, which will measure electricity levels if you put you know, sensors on your scalp. When you graph the electrical activity of your brain using EEG, you generate a brainwave pattern. So you, you've seen that sort of thing. It's just a, a line drawing, a line graph, and it's like, you know, up, down, up, down, up, down, and it creates a wave pattern. Most of us are living the majority of our lives in a state of what's called primarily beta brainwaves, aroused, alert, concentrated, and a little bit stressed. And you hear people talk about this. If you listen to other podcasts, they talk about the sympathetic and parasympathetic states and all that sort of thing. But the reason it's applicable here is that we are probably spending a little too much time in the beta state. And that's why you start to hear people talking about the power of meditation, which is also very, very on trend right now, as you know. Now, I am going to talk a lot more about this EEG science and tell you how it affects all these other areas in your life, but not today, okay? All you need to know is this. When you lower the brainwave frequency to alpha, okay, from beta to alpha, you can put yourselves in an ideal condition to learn new information, to perform more elaborate tasks, to learn languages. I mean, to really improve your performance, all right? So when you meditate, for example, you're focusing on something, whether it's a candle flame or your breath going in and out or a mantra or a prayer. And when you focus like that, the electrical patterns in your brain slow down and relax, and the amplitude of your brain waves generally stabilizes in the alpha wave range instead of that more stressed out beta wave range. That's all well and good. Where are you going with this, Ella? Well, I got feedback from a brain scan that I did that, and, and no radiation, just brain waves, okay? Again, future episodes, stay tuned. But I got feedback that I, my beta was real high and that I was missing out on other states of my brain. And therefore my brain is aging faster than it really needs to. And probably I could chill out a little bit. Intermeditation. Everyone's talking about meditation. Everyone knows how good meditation is for you. And that's like telling a monkey, you know, to settle down. Like, that's great. I'm the monkey. I understand that I should chill out. I totally accept that. And still, you can tell me all of this. And it's still really difficult for me to take 5, 10, 20 minutes a day and just chill and zen out. So I'm cheating. I'm listening to binaural beats and it is putting me in a meditative state. And again, typically if I'm going to bed, I don't, it's not, this is not something I do every day. Let's keep it real. So here's what happens. Brainwave entrainment, okay, that's what we're talking about here, is any method that causes your brainwave frequency to fall into step with a specific 
frequency. You're training it to fall into a specific frequency. It's based on the concept that the human brain has a tendency to change its dominant frequency toward the frequency of a dominant stimulus. So if a stimulus is entered into your environment, such as music or sound, it can affect your brainwaves. All right. I know it sounds a little complicated, but here's the point. The type of sound frequencies that are typically used for brainwave entrainment are called binaural beats. The way that these work is that two tones close in frequency generate a beat frequency at the difference of the frequencies. <laughs> okay, that makes no sense. Here's the deal. You put one in one ear at a different frequency than the one in the other ear, and then something happens in the middle, and that is your brain at work. So you have one level of hertz in your right ear and a lower level of hertz in your left ear, and you have these tones or these beats, and your brain creates its own frequency. Okay. And so I'll link to the interview that Ben Greenfield did with a gentleman named Dr. Thompson. And then he or she can explain the science if you're interested in it. But the point is this, I didn't know any of that until I looked it up. <laughs> there I am. I'm just hanging out on an airplane, listening to binaural beats and chilling the heck out. And I thought you should know that this exists. We'll talk more about it. I'll link to the podcast. If you have trouble sleeping, if you are wildly stressed and you can sit at your desk and put your feet up for a minute and listen to binaural beats for 10 minutes in the middle of your day, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you experiment with this a few times. I mean, why not? It's free and it's 10 minutes of your day. It's deeply, deeply relaxing. That was a lot. <laughs> Let's talk about the bad. Okay, I have a funny relationship with the bad feature on the good, the bad, and the yummy. And part of the reason is because, I mean, I can be feisty, but I don't like to be super ranty. Does that make sense? Like, I like to tell you guys about things that may be harming you that you don't know about because it makes me crazy. Like, it makes me insane to think that you are doing all this stuff to have wellness and, and to live your best life. And meanwhile, as you're scooping water out of the boat, right, and bailing water out of the boat, you have no idea that these holes are being poked into the bottom of your boat. Like, that whole idea makes me insane. And in a good way, meaning I want to point out out the things that might be poking holes in your boat, okay? That's different than just sort of railing on and on about things that you feel judgy about. Now, where that line can get kind of blurry, though, is if I'm talking about something that you do or use or like. And at the end of the day, you do you, right? You don't have to listen to me. It's useful maybe to ask yourself questions. First of all, is anything she's saying making sense? There's a good place to start. Is there something here that I should be listening to? Or am I feeling defensive about this? If so, why? Those sort of questions can be useful. But at the end of the day, right, do what works for you. So that's just sort of a general philosophy that I've been wanting to get out out on the table with regard to the bad when we talk about the good, the bad, and the yummy. But I have sort of overplayed my hand here because I want to talk to you about something that's really not that dramatic. But a lot of us use it, like a lot. In fact, I was using it until I asked the question and found out that we were. And then I was like, oh, hell no. Like, this stops today. And that is, I gosh, are you ready for the buildup? I'm only talking about weed killer. <laughs> I'm only 
talking about that stuff that we spray. This is for people who have yards or gardens. This is for you. If you live in an apartment and this is not your problem, you can sit back in righteous indignation. But this is for the people who are spending, you know, additional funds to eat organically, who are doing their very best to stay healthy. They are or somebody else is going around spraying Monsanto products in the backyard. (laughs) Some of you might be like, Oh, don't even tell me not to. That's fine. That's fine, 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 fine. But what I wanted to share with you is why this innocuous seeming thing that we're doing is actually like not so bueno for your health and for your neighbor's health and for your community's health. And then, you know, eventually the world at large. All right. So I'm talking about weed killer. I'm talking about weed spray. I'm talking about something that in the States is very familiarly known as Roundup. You already know how I feel about generally aiming toward fewer pesticides and toxins in your life, and yet you might not realize what's being sprayed in your own yard, therefore drifting into your neighbor's yard, therefore being absorbed by the soil, therefore going into our water table, therefore affecting our entire community at large and not just killing the dandelions out of our backyard. So I just wanna kind of zoom out here and show you a few things and then give you some answers because I'll tell you something, I don't have time to weed my entire backyard and front yard. And I do, I actually do, especially since I interviewed Dr. Zach Bush. Like I'll go outside if I'm on the phone and I'll just start yanking up weeds and that sort of thing. And I'll like inhale the air and I'm being, you know, I'm, yeah, biodiversity, I've got this. (laughs) If you don't know what I'm talking about, you gotta go listen to that episode with Dr. Zach bush. But here's the deal. That stuff that we're spraying to make our yards look nice and pretty, everything from fertilizer to weed killer and that sort of thing. Guys, that stuff is just filled with nastiness. So I'm going to share with you a couple of articles that talk about how so many people, so many experts are now linking infertility to our extreme use. And when I say extreme, I mean the volume of use of these pesticides, even in our own backyards. It's not shocking to you probably that these are using ingredients that are carcinogenic. That's probably not going to shock you. It feels like everything's carcinogenic, right? But there are also studies now showing that that are linking this type of weed killer and this type of pesticide and these types of sprays to infertility in a big way. So I'm going to link to some of those resources for you so that you can um, check it out for yourself, okay? And I do wanna focus on the positive here and give you some solutions because there are many actually. But before I do that, I wanna introduce you to one word that I want you to pay attention to, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more in later shows, but one of the big, big bad boys with regard to Roundup, and again, everything that I'm lumping into this one category, is glyphosate. So glyphosate is probably carcinogenic to humans, according to the World Health Organization. And there are study after study coming out saying that the long-term effects aren't always immediately apparent and that glyphosate is actually something that works in tandem with other factors so that over time it can make other diseases and conditions more likely to occur. And we're talking non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. We're talking about, like I said, fertility and DNA and chromosomal damage in mammals and in human and animal cells in vitro, meaning during pregnancy. People are just now waking up, at least in the common vernacular, are just waking up to the dangers of glyphosate. And this is not going to be 
today's show, but it's just a term I'm going to put out there. I'm going to share it with you. We will come back to this in a future show, but for now, I just want you to consider if there are other ways to take care of my yard or my garden or whatnot, then perhaps I could take a look at those and reduce the toxins that I'm spraying, that my pets might be interacting with, that my children are interacting with, that I'm interacting with, and at the end of the day are being absorbed into the soil and into the water table. Okay? A lot there and more to come. So I guess today's show is about introducing concepts and then deep diving into them later. That's okay though. You ready for some happy news? There are so many ways to deal with pest control and weeds that aren't toxic. I'm going to put a list in here. I went to the Paleo Mama and she has a whole post on natural remedies for garden pests and for weeds and and things that are overtaking that you don't want to. And they are everything from diatomaceous earth and you I'll, I'll link to that, but everything from that to natural dishwashing liquid to essential oils to even a salt water and vinegar spray, which I used. I made a salt water and vinegar spray and sprayed it in my driveway in the cracks to kill all of the weeds there. Now that will also kill pretty much anything you spray on it. Spray it on, I should say. So you don't want to spray it in the garden, but again, where where things are popping up and you don't want plant life, that can be very effective. Anyway, I'm not going to go into an enormous amount of detail, but when you realize that concentrated salt water can kill a lot of what you're trying to deal with and that you don't need to spray toxins all over your house. Like that's kind of empowering. That's kind of cool. Okay. Those of you who live in apartments or live in the city and didn't need to know any of that for now, um, you can send this episode to someone who has a garden or you can just move on with me into the yummy. Today is yummy is something that I just sort of made on a whim. And then I found out it was a real thing. So I'll give you my dumbed down version. And then I'll give you a proper recipe with a pretty picture and all of that sort of thing. So I make deviled eggs with avocado or deviled avocado eggs. And this is a great snack, super, super easy to do. A great dish to bring. If you're going somewhere and you need to bring a dish, it's a great thing to make if there's a game and you're all watching it, you know, anything of that nature. And all it is really at the end of the day is hard boiled eggs or deviled eggs made with avocado mashed up with the hard boiled egg yolk and then put back into the egg white, just like you would make deviled eggs. And so all I was doing, quite frankly, was I was making hard boiled eggs. And then because, you know, I'm remedial, I keep it simple. I dump the yolk in a bowl and I mash it up with some, with an entire avocado. Who am I kidding? This whole half an avocado is a serving thing. <laughs> like, good for you. I'm a whole avocado kind of girl. All right. So I boil, gosh, I think I made six eggs with this, but I hard boiled the eggs and I mashed up the hard boiled yolk with avocado. I put a splash of apple cider vinegar in there just because it needed something. And then you can do whatever, definitely salt for me or lemon juice probably would be the preferred thing to apple cider vinegar. So it doesn't have quite a distinct taste, but you need an acid is what I'm trying to say. And I just mix it up with some salt, some kind of mineral salt, and then put paprika on top and call it a day. Now, if you want to be fancy, of course you can do the lime juice thing, the cilantro thing, a pinch of garlic powder, maybe. And again, I'll put a proper recipe in the show notes. It still only has what? One, two, three, four, maybe five ingredients. My point is super, super simple. 
and a fun thing to make. It looks like you made an effort because you made a little bit of an effort and so protein rich and so filled with good fats. Just a really nice filling snack. So there you go. That one's easy. Deviled avocado eggs. The recipe's in the show notes. I have to tell you guys a little PS here. I've gotten so many notes and photos from you guys grilling romaine. Do you remember in the good, the bad, and the yummy a few weeks ago, we talked about grilling heads of romaine? And I know you guys, I know you were like, what? Who grills romaine? Well, you do, and you're loving it. Like, it's weird, right? How good it tastes relative to what you think grilled romaine would actually look like and taste like. So good for you for experimenting. And yes, I totally love it when you send me your photos of your experiments. Keep them coming. Show me your deviled avocado eggs. That's it for me. You guys go and rock your day. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.